Welcome everyone to Phenomenal Flicks, episode four. Today I'm discussing Becky, an action thriller home invasion film directed by Jonathan Malote and Carrie Murnion. I hope I pronounced those last names right. It shockingly stars Kevin James, as well as Lula Wilson, Joel McHale, Amanda Brugel, and Kurgan from the Attitude Era of the WWF. I'm not going to get into spoilers here. There's going to be minor things that I talk about, but nothing spoilerific. But the basic plot of Becky revolves around a broken father and daughter relationship. Jeff, who's played by Mikkel, is attempting to repair his relationship with his 13-year-old daughter, Becky, played by Wilson, who has been troubled since the death of her mother about a year ago. They venture to their family lake house, bringing along their dogs and Jeff's new girlfriend, Kayla, who's played by Amanda Brugel, and her young son, Ty. In the meantime, we see Dominic, played by Kevin James, who shockingly again plays a neo-Nazi as he breaks out of prison with his gang, soon ascending on the home that the family is at in search of a key. Becky is really a confused film. I even sound a little confused talking about it. It never really knows what direction it wants to take. The plot and tone take many turns that are never truly explained or else they're dropped just completely without much thought or care. The big selling point of the movie was seeing Kevin James take a more serious role playing a hard, tough, and scary neo-Nazi. When I heard Kevin James as a neo-Nazi, I was like, I'm in. Let's see him try and do this. Let's see if he can be scary. The idea of the neo-Nazi aspect is present throughout the movie, and I'm using that in air quotes, but it's dropped almost immediately. When we first see Dominic, he's got a large swastika tattoo on the back of his bald head. That's ever-present throughout the movie. He also gets angry over the mixing of dog breeds as he meets the family. It's a clear allusion to his preference to not have human races mixing. Uh, Mikhail obviously is a is a Caucasian male and uh, Amanda Brugel is an African-American woman. And when, when Dominic sees these two together, he makes a very rude comment about A, the dogs mixing breeds and then the humans, again, mixing breeds, which makes for a very uncomfortable scene. And this was kind of what I was hoping for for the rest of the movie, this man who believes in the shit that he's selling. And instead, it's just dropped pretty much right after that 10, 15 minutes into the movie. While the tattoo on the back of his head is ever constant, these plot points really just have no point. Dominic's character is also horribly stained as he, he goes from frightening killer to the Kevin James staple, Paul Blart-like buffoon at the drop of the hat. To my surprise, when I started to think about this as I'm watching the movie. I'm like, why is he going from like scary big man to fucking idiot falling over stuff? And I realized that there are three writers and as I mentioned, two directors. So the blame has to fall on the conflicting ideals between these five people. More creators does not usually mean better art, sadly. This isn't to say that I hated Becky. When the film stayed true to what I and what I think people wanted it to be, which is an R-rated gore fest mixed with Home Alone style hijinks, it was a very fun time. The film was both brutally gory and somewhat over the top. A true gross out moment happens when, well, I'm not going to, again, I've said I'm not going to spoil, but there's a true gross out moment with an eyeball that really has to be seen to believed. And yes, that was a bad pun. And no, I'm not going anywhere after saying it. Lulu Wilson is quickly becoming a young horror icon. She's had roles in films like Annabelle Creation and uh, Ouija Origin of Evil. 
I don't know why that was so hard to say, sorry, uh, two films that are far superior to their garbage predecessors. She takes reins in both of them and does the same here, activating a sort of sense of kill or be killed mentality that you don't see a lot from children in movies. I do like her ability to be lights out in the acting department. She is, like I said, fantastic in Annabelle Creation and Ouija Origin of Evil, and she's very good here. But again, her character just seems a little confused. Is she conflicted and psychotic because of what happened to her before the events of the film? Or are her ongoing experiences that she's dealing with making her this way? You can chalk it up to the old standby that I use quite often. That's up to the viewer to decide. But again, with so many cooks in the kitchen, five people putting their voice into it, I feel that one was supposed to be one way and someone said, no, it actually has to be this way. And that's unfortunate because Wilson does a very good job and she's sort of let down by the people in charge here. The rest of the cast is fine. Joel McHale is fine. Uh, Amanda Brugel is very fine. I've never seen her in anything before, at least to my knowledge, but she does a good job as the sort of doting, doting mother of her, of her young son, Ty. But there is an exception and that is Robert, I believe his last name is pronounced Malait. I could be wrong on that. Um, he is the aforementioned Kurgan from the WWF. And he plays Dominic's right-hand man, Apex. Apex is a massive man willing to do anything for Dominic, but the strain of just years and years of prison and killing, you can see have gotten to him. This is seen in his face and his, especially his eyes. When, when something goes awry, he, he just looks tortured. It's played with such sincerity and heart, he strangely becomes the heart of the movie, sort of overtaking the heart that you should be filling with Becky and the fear you should be filling with Dominic. It's a classic case of a big man with a heart of gold. Well, maybe not a heart of gold, but a conscience growing. And it may have sadly just been a little too late for him. Again, the writers and their differing styles strike here. I've seen Millette in a lot of things. He's been in 300. He's been in Sherlock Holmes, but he's never really given the ability to act. And he runs away with it here. He is so sincere, so sweetly heartbreaking. It's a breath of fresh air in a film that attempts to not let you breathe too much which it actually doesn't succeed in very often. Stylistically, I think this movie is a lot of fun. I believe the camera work here and the editing are just top-notch, both uh, visually and sound-wise. You feel and hear every stab, every puncture wound that happens. The visuals are a nice treat for gorehounds. I'm happy that there were practical effects used. The special effects department knocked it out of the park here. When the blood spills, it gives it a better sense of realism, something you don't get with CGI blood. And I wish that horror movies would really figure this out, that practical is always, always better when it comes to a horror film. As a quick aside, when I was doing research for this film, I found out that Simon Pegg was actually supposed to play Dominic, but had to drop out due to scheduling conflicts. Again, like I said, this is a quick aside. I just thought that would have been really interesting. His take on Dominic would have been interesting and probably pretty different. That's not a, an attack against James. I think he does fine here, but he's, he's held back. And again, the writing lets him down just like it lets down Lulu Wilson. The thing that takes Becky down a notch is just, like I said, simply too many cooks in the kitchen aspect. I feel if it had a more solid voice, one director, one, maybe two writers at the most, I would be praising everything about it. Wilson and James are fine, as I said, but they suffer from too many quick changes of character. The action is fun, but it's deterred by random conversation and story beats that are there only really to fill a runtime that are kind of 
put in at random times instead of letting you continue with the stabbings and the shootings and the blood. With the exception of Millet, I didn't truly love much about it, which is a disappointment. There's also a sense of foreboding that stops and stalls. You'd get what I mean if you saw it. It's it's really hard to explain, but it, it oh man, this is going to happen. Oh, it doesn't happen. Oh, oh this is going to happen. No, it doesn't happen. And And that, again, again, so many damn writers in this room who are just one person wants one thing and the other person wants another. There's a reason I don't let people write my reviews with me because if they do, then there's going to be differing thoughts going into into what I'm trying to say. There's also a scene of a death of a dog that is unnecessarily explicit. I just I just don't get it. Uh I get that these Nazis need to kill the dog to continue their quest. Do it off-screen because this is seen pretty brutally on-screen. And yes, you, you're not rooting for the Nazis. Of, of course you're not rooting for the bad guys in this movie. Um, and the death of a dog is going to give you a sense of sadness and anger, but you don't need to fucking see it on screen. It's gonna, it turned me against the film, and it's going to turn other people against the film. Shoot it, do it off screen, do a little yelp, that sort of thing. And cool, th- that makes a lot more sense. I hate seeing a dog explicitly killed on screen. It's fucking disgusting. I'm going to give Becky a C-. The gore and decent performances have saved it from being a complete failure. And like I said, it's just a very confused film that doesn't know what it wants to be. I don't think Becky is going to go down in the annals of time like Kevin McAllister did. And that's unfortunate because I really wanted to love this movie. But a C- is really the best grade I can give it. And that's being pretty generous because... If it wasn't for Kurgan's role and it wasn't for some pretty awesome fucking gore, it would it would have been a complete failure. All right, guys, thanks for listening. I'm glad you enjoyed my review. If you did listen, watch Becky if you're interested in it. I'm I'm here to just give my opinions. I'm not here to tell you what and what not to watch. If you want to watch this movie, please go ahead. Maybe you'll have a differing opinion about it and you can let me know. In the meantime, I'll be back next week with The King of Staten Island, the comedy film directed by Judd Apatow and starring Pete Davidson. But until then, everyone, stay phenomenal.